0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi rahmatullahi wa Welcome everyone to episode number 118 from Delving Into Islam podcast This is your host Wael and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you Thank you so much for listening and participating And sending in all your questions and suggestions And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions Please email me at Islam at gmail.com Again, Islam at gmail.com And I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, Now, this podcast is for anyone, whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you're thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just became a Muslim, or if you've been a Muslim all of your life and just want to learn more about Islam, this podcast is for you, inshallah. Uh, Now, with that being said, let's get right into today's topic. And in today's topic, we will continue talking about death, and specifically the process of death. So, in the previous episode, we talked about you know, the, the idea of death and why it's critical for people to learn and to understand that no one is above death, right? No one can skip death. You will always die, no matter what, you're meant to die. And everything that you own, you know, uh, your career, how big your house is, uh, what is the latest car or cell phone that you own, none of that will matter. None of that will matter. The only thing that will matter is your deeds, that's all And your deeds will be the only thing that you'll be able to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with So yeah, so that is simply it And again, we have to constantly remind ourselves and our family members and our loved ones with death Because wallahi, it's it's the ultimate reminder You know, like we said before, even atheists can't deny the fact of death Right? No one can deny death. Death happens, and everyone dies, and no one can deny that. So, now let's move on to the actual process of death. And and when I say the process of death, I don't mean the physical, uh, you know, cause of death. No, that's not what we're talking about here. Because at the end of the day, no matter how you die. You will go through this process. Even if you, you know, died in a battlefield, blown into pieces, you will still go through this process, believe it or not. You will go to a specific dimension, to another dimension, and you will go through this process. If you died drowning, you will still go, you know, through this process. If you died in your sleep, every single human being, every single one, shall go through this process regardless of the cause of death or the circumstances of death, okay? So that is that. Because a lot of people ask, like, what if someone died, you know, in, in, in the ocean? How would this process take place? It will take place. It doesn't matter. It's like, think of it as when you're about to die, time stops. Time freezes, and this happens to you now. Because the unseen exists in a realm that's beyond time and space. Doesn't the, the, the rules of time and space don't apply there. So just, you know, to, for you to, you know, imagine that if you're wondering, like, what happens to people who die in a car crash or, you know, in, in, in the ocean or whatever. So, yeah, that's that. Now, before we, we, we talk about what happens to, for example, the righteous people versus the the, 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 the wicked people or the, you know, the, the evil ones, we have to understand this, that every single human being is born with a lens, That basically prevents us from seeing the world of the unseen. Again, you and me, we were born with a lens that prevents us from seeing, for example, jinn. However, when we are about to die, at the moment of death, Allah removes that lens. And you see everything. Imagine, you see the jinn around you, you see the angels around you, the shayateen, and so forth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the chapter of Qaf, verse number 22, Allah says what? لَقَدْ Allah is basically saying, you were oblivious. Now talking specifically to those who denied the existence of you know, angels, the existence of the jinn, and those who knew but never cared Right? They were oblivious They did not pray They did not worship Allah the right way So Allah is addressing those people So Allah is saying You are oblivious However Today Meaning at Literally at the moment of death Of your death Allah is talking to us That lens We remove that lens from your eyes فَبَصُرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيدٍ So now you can see everything clearly. That means the world of the unseen. You can see jinn, you can see the angels, you'll see them. And you won't be able to speak of it to anybody else, any other human who's basically sitting next to you. And the reason why is because it is too late. By the time you see this, it's not like you're going to go warn your cousin who is sitting next to you, oh, by the way, angels exist. Allah wouldn't let that happen. You have to believe in the angels without seeing them because Allah told you about them. You have to believe in the jinn without seeing them because Allah told you about them. And, you know, once Allah removes that lens, it's already too late for you. If you believed, you believed. Alhamdulillah, and you, you know, you passed. If you didn't believe, yeah, you can't now, after you're seeing them, you can't be like, oh, Allah, I believe now. No. It doesn't work like that. So once Allah removes that lens It's over for you that, that will, will be That's it Because Allah now shows you an evidence A physical evidence Of the things he told you to believe in Without seeing Now you're seeing them Yeah, too late If you didn't believe Too late for you And if you believed Then you are saved Alhamdulillah So that happens to every single human being While they're at the moment of death Now let's talk about what happens to the righteous To the good believer And then we'll talk about later on With the wicked Or the people who are this basically. So what happens with, since now everyone can see angels, right? So the believer actually sees bright-faced angels coming down to him or her. Like literally coming down from the heavens. And they, are, they have with them perfumes and shrouds from Jannah, from paradise. So they have a shroud for you. And someone might ask, why do they have a shroud for me? I mean, my family and, and, you know, the loved ones will shroud my body and and bury it. What is the shroud for? Are angels going to shroud my body and put it in a grave? No. That shroud will be for your soul. So you see, you have two shrouds here. One for your soul that is brought down by the angels. If you are righteous, if you are a believer, and one that will be handled by, you know, your family members or whoever is taking care of your burial. That is... So you have two shrouds, one for the body, one for the soul. And they will have, like I said, perfumes and colognes from from Jannah, from paradise. And they will surround you and you will feel safe, by the way. Look at this. They will surround you and you will feel safe when you see a lot of bright-faced angels. Now, you can see them in their true form, by the way. And they will be as far as the eye can see. Now, what we're, the scenario we're talking about here is the really righteous people. Now, if you're less righteous, again, you're gonna be treated a little bit less special, but it's still you'll be treated special. You know, you're gonna have a, tr- a special treatment. And uh, again, it's we're talking about like the elite, the highest of you know the the righteous people. But again, if you're less righteous, you'll still get get treated in a special way. However, everyone. Like the treatment will vary from Allah's fair at the end of the day, right? Allah won't treat you, for example, like people like the companions. But does that mean that you will be treated in a bad way? No, no, no. Inshallah, if you are righteous, if you're a believer, your soul will have that treatment. It's just, it's going to vary what I'm trying to say. Uh, Now, after they sit down next to you, uh, the angel of death will come to you. And there is a debate about this whole angel of death thing. Let's get it out of the way. We have two opinions uh, among the scholars. Uh, The majority of the scholars, and basically it's answering that question, is there one angel of death to everyone? Or there's one angel of death for every single human being. So is there one single angel of death? Or there is one angel of death for every one of us? That is the, the ultimate question that they're asking regarding the angel of death. Now, first of all, the angel of death, because there's a big misconception that some people call him Azrael or Israel. That's not his name. We don't know his name. Allah actually means that, like authentically speaking, from the Quran and the Sunnah, angel of death was always referred to as the angel of death. Nothing else. Uh, The Israel or Azrael is coming from the Israelites, uh, you know, from the stories from the children of Israel, which we don't belie... We don't believe it. Also, so it's like, eh, doesn't matter, right? But if you are following the Quran and the Sunnah, he was never referred to as Azrael or Israel. He was always referred to be as uh, the Angel of Death. Now he's uh, now answering the question: Is there one or multiple? Now the argument that people make regarding that it's a multiple is basically this: They're saying, how come one Angel of Death? takes the souls of, of multiple human beings in from different locations, very far from each other at the same time. Because, you know, a lot of people die at the same time in different continents, right? So if there's only one angel of death. How does he do that? And this argument is technically weak, honestly. And the reason why it's weak is because this is, again, in the world of the unseen. So the rules of physics... Don't apply in the world of the unseen Allah can make the angel of death Takes a billion souls at the same time At the same time, different locations Doesn't matter Because you're those who are claiming that They're thinking logically from the rules of physics That apply to our world However, the angels do not apply The angels fly Can you fly? No Remember Angel Jibreel took the Prophet ﷺ to the seventh heaven. First of all, he took him actually from Mecca to Jerusalem in the night of Isra and Ma'raj. Then from Jerusalem to the seventh heaven, a journey that takes hundreds and hundreds of years. Then brought him down all in one night. Does that make any sense? Well, by our rules, no it doesn't. But it makes sense because Allah controls the time and space when it comes to the world of the unseen. So Allah So yes, it did happen in one night. Because Allah willed for it to happen that way. Same thing, if there is only one angel of death, Allah is capable of making that angel takes the souls of many people at the same time. It's really not that difficult. Now, but the other argument, the, 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 the legit argument that is, is basically uh, uh, being, you know, being made by some of the scholars. They're saying that in the chapter of Sajda, verse number 11, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying what? قل يَتَوَفَّاكُمْ مَلَكُ الْمَوْتِ الَّذِي وُكِّلَ بِكُمْ ثُمَّ إِلَىٰ رَبُّكُمْ تُرْجَعُونَ They're basically saying that this verse insinuates that there are multiple uh, angels of death. Specifically, there's an angel of death for every single human being. Why? Because Allah said, Allah saying, The angel of death who is assigned to you shall end your life or shall take your life, of course, by command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they're basically saying this verse confirms. That there is uh, an angel of death assigned to every single human being, same as there is, uh, you know, a shaitan that is assigned to every single human being. Same that there is an angel that whispers good things that is assigned to every single human being. Now, this is a legitimate argument. However, the majority of the scholars they're saying that that's not entirely correct. Because they're saying that Allah also could mean The angel of death that is assigned to all of you Talking to all of mankind I assigned an angel of death to take your souls Talking to all of us So I want you to understand the difference The, the first group of the scholars, group A let's say They're saying that Allah is addressing one single human being Every single human being You know the angel of death that is assigned to you individually Allah is saying That's what they are interpreting this verse The other group of the scholars They're saying No Allah is saying Is talking now Not individually He's talking to all of mankind By saying The angel of death That is assigned to all of you basically Will end your life uh, When Allah You know uh, Makes Basically gives him the command Does it really matter Which is correct Think about it for a sec Does it really matter The majority of the scholars They say it's only one angel of death However Does it really matter? Think about it. Regardless of there's one or multiple, you will die. The angel of death will come to you, whether it's just coming to you, he's only assigned to you, or it's the same one that took the lives of multiple at the same time, he will come to you at the same time and take your soul. It really doesn't matter. And that's why that difference of opinion, again, alhamdulillah, Islam, when it comes to the clear-cut stuff, like we mentioned before in, in, in an episode of the four uh, schools of thought, we said what the difference of opinion comes when it comes to very minor stuff, stuff that really wouldn't affect alhamdulillah, our theology. Whether there's multiple or one, you can interpret the verse, you know, however you want, because either way, it doesn't really matter, right? It won't make any difference in terms of how we worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in terms of the process of death. You'll have eventually, regardless of the, the the the, you know the difference. You will have an angel of death coming to you, regardless, right? So I just wanted to make that clear because that that debate has been, uh, you know, uh, talked about before. Now, the angel of death will come to you. Now we're talking about again we're going back to the righteous uh, deceased, technically kind of process, and will we'll sit by your head or will be close to your head now uh, again regardless we're, we're, this scenario let's assume that someone is dying on your deathbed because it's easier to explain but this will happen again regardless of how you physically die you yeah. understand so now the angel of death will say oh pure and peaceful soul come out to a forgiveness from your lord and his pleasure basically uh, you know the, the 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 angel of death will come and try to tell you to Talk to your soul now He's not talking to you by the way Talking to your soul Come out You know Allah will forgive you Because you are a righteous soul And we all know that even righteous souls They committed sins right Every single human being committed sins And basically Allah shall forgive you And be pleased with you So come and meet Allah Now None of us Want to die That is a fact None of us want to die And death could be scary At the moment of death Like some souls will be scared To leave the body And this is when the angels That are coming with the angel of death Will do something very subhanallah profound They will try to calm you down And then they will tell you Look, look up And then when basically your soul Is looking up You will see your place in Jannah. Again, when they come to you and you look scared, not because you're an evil person, you're a righteous person, but you're scared to die. There's nothing wrong with that. You're afraid, you know. The angels of mercy, that's their name actually, the angels that come to you, they're called Malaikatul Rahma, the angels of mercy, will come to you, the ones with the angel of death, and they will tell you, listen, Relax, look at this, and then you will look, and basically they will show you a demo, a sample, of your house in Jannah in paradise. And once they do that, your soul will be so happy. I mean, to be honest, my dear brothers and sisters, we don't we can't even imagine what that sample will look like. You know, we, we will go. Here on earth And we look at certain You know Breathtaking views You know Some scenery Some natural scenery Green mountains And all these things And we We feel something We're like This is such a magical place I don't want to leave it Imagine We're talking about the most Let's say the most Beautiful place on earth Can you imagine That this is nothing Compared to what You will see in Jannah Nothing Absolutely nothing to what you will see in Jannah So your soul will be excited To leave your body And that is indeed what will happen Your soul will immediately leave your body And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Described this for us And he said that the soul exits the body In this case for the righteous person Like water being poured From a jug You know how easy it is To pour water from a jug So that Basically, it's, it's an expression to basically show that how easy and smooth your soul will leave your body. Now, let's pause here because we, in, in a previous episode, in the last episode, we said what? We said that every single human being will go through the pangs of death, right? But this contradicts what I'm just talking about right now. The pangs of death, we said that every single human being, righteous or not, will go through it. So what is that with this like very peaceful and, 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 and smooth The pangs of death Will be felt Before the process Of the soul actually Leaving the body You know again The pangs of death happens before this process And every no one will again skip this The Prophet ﷺ Himself felt the pangs of death Amr ibn al-As Felt the pangs of death you know, and he's saying like when the soul is like, you know, if you feel that there's a mountain on your chest and you feel like there is, that's fine. Allah will make you tolerate it, inshallah. You know, the Prophet ﷺ didn't say it's unbearable. He just said, إِنَّا Death has its pangs. The Prophet ﷺ told us this. I mean, it's painful, tolerable, but then the process of the extraction when the angel of death comes is inshallah smooth based on, again, your level of righteousness and you know your good deeds now once it comes out the angels of mercy they receive the soul and they shroud it now they put it in the shroud from Jannah. remember that they got and then they will basically i want to call spray some perfume on you from Jannah, which is i can't even imagine how like incredible that will smell like and then they will basically take you up to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your soul, not you, your soul. So they will take you up to the seventh heaven, and on the way up, some of the angels. Now we they will go through the first heaven, the second heaven, and so the angels at each and every heaven will say, Who is this good soul? Obviously, it's obvious that you have a good soul, and the angels are carrying that good soul. So the angels will say, This is so the son of so, or this is so the daughter of so. And then they will basically give you what, One of the best You know Nicknames that you used to have in, in this life If you didn't have no problem But if you know Like Abu Bakr as siddiq Right A siddiq was his nickname The believer The one who believes And he always believed The Prophet This is a beautiful nickname So the angels will call him By this the, You know Already called him With that nickname So if you had a good Righteous nickname They will call you by it If not then You know No worries about that uh, And that brings me back, subhanAllah, to the very first episode of this season. When we talked about society and Islam versus modern society, what did we say? I asked you that question. Would you like to be known and famous among human beings, other people? You know, on social media, in in your, uh, in your society, not for the good reasons. Or would you rather be famous among the angels? That's what I meant right there. When you're going up, when your soul is going up to meet Allah, you are famous. You're a celebrity, subhanAllah. A celebrity. Who is this? This is so and so. Who is this? This is so, the son of so or the daughter of so. Who is this? Every single angel wants to know your name because you're a celebrity. Subhanallah. So, I hope we get our priorities straight. And this is including me again. Like, just this is what matters right there, the hereafter. This is what matters, wallahi. This is what matters. That's why we pray five times a day. That's why we try to avoid the sins. That's why we fast Ramadan. That's why we pay charity for moments like these. And these moments will last. Because this moment right there, you being a celebrity among the angels, this is an indication. Of how well inshallah you will receive in terms of like mercy and forgiveness from Allah And this is an indication inshallah that you shall go to Jannah It's an indication So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who are famous and who will be famous uh, At the moment of death uh, in the heavens among the angels So anyway, now when they do that, right? Uh, they will get, let's, the angels will, the angels of mercy carrying your soul in a shroud will get to the seventh heaven. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say this Write their name with the highest ranks of believers. This is actually mentioned in the Quran. Then return them to earth. Remember, from earth we created you, and to earth you shall return until we resurrect you. Allah saying. So very peacefully the angels take your soul and they send it back to your body. Now at that time at that time the burial is taking place now your body is dead. The soul is up there, right? With the, with this whole journey subhanallah of the soul. So at this at this this time what happens is uh, the, your people and that's why it's a sunnah. It's a critical sunnah to bury the body ASAP a critical sunnah now if if for any reason you couldn't bury the body fast no no worries all this process will like your soul will be held until you know you are buried right your soul will come back to your body when you are fully buried so what happens is during this this interaction during your soul being in the seventh heaven people are now doing the janazah prayer they pray the prayer of the dead the deceased basically and then they will take your body put it in a casket or whatever and then go and Put you in, you know, dig dig the uh, grave, all the proper burial, uh, Islamic burial rituals, and then they will take you out of the casket, put you in that grave, and once they put the dirt on you, once they put the dirt on you, look at this, the last thing that you will hear. So now, when they put the dirt, what happens? Allah subhanahu wa taala, like I said, will command the angels to put your soul back. Once your soul goes back to your body You will hear people leaving the graves And that gives you a sense of loneliness And that, subhanAllah It's a confirmation to what the Prophet Has been telling us You were born alone And you will die alone You will face Allah alone So don't commit sins for the sake of other people Don't get attached too much Yes, love your family But do good deeds for their sake Do not go steal because of your family You know, don't go do bad deeds for the sake of a loved one because they won't be with you after you're buried. Literally, they're going to bury you and leave. Simple. Now, once you're buried and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, uh, commands the angels to return your soul to, you know, your body, you will be alive. Now, you will be alive in, in, in another dimension, which we mentioned in the last episode called the barzakh. It's it's another dimension It's not like And and I believe I mentioned this In the last episode It's not like when people Dig you out again They will see you sitting there alive No, it doesn't happen In this dimension in, In this life You're dead However, you will feel like You are resurrected And by the way Body and soul Not just soul You will feel everything And you will be Sitting down in your grave Waiting for the trial Of the grave Which inshallah We will talk about In the next episode the trial of the grave, which is, may Allah protect us. The Prophet ﷺ always made this dua. "Oh Allah, protect us and make us steadfast during the trial of the grave. And we'll talk about that in the next episode, inshallah. Now, let's switch to the wicked soul, to the bad human being, right? Now, the wicked soul... And again, it, it varies. Like some people are complete maniacs and murderers and, and, and dictators and oppressors, and you know, and some people are still evil, but they're not all like again, the levels of wickedness vary from one person to another. Now, these people, again, they still see angels, they see shyotine, they see everything, right? They will see very dark faced angels coming down to surround them. See now, the opposite. Now, the opposite is happening with the wicked. Uh, person And again same thing They will be filling the room And it will be scary Their faces are dark They're angry They don't look friendly They're called the angels of punishment So we had for the righteous The angels of uh, Rahma rahma, The angels of mercy Now you have the angels of adab, Adab The angels of punishment And they will be holding a shroud, but not from Jannah. Can you guys guess? Hellfire. They will be holding a shroud to shroud your soul in from hellfire. SubhanAllah. And they will be, again, you will be, when you're looking at them, because you can see them clearly, you'll be terrified. Terrified. Then the angels, the angel of death will come to you. And then he will say, look at this Again, he will sit by your, uh, your, your, your head And they will say, oh you filthy and evil soul Come out to an anger from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And his punishment Now, because of that The soul wouldn't want to come out As a matter of fact The soul will be clinging onto the body it Does not want to leave your body It won't want to exit. So what's going to happen? Look at this. The angels of punishment, instead of showing you, remember? Showing you your place in Jannah. First of all, they will show you the place in hellfire, and then they will beat the soul out of you, literally. They will force the soul to come out, and forcing the soul to come out is a punishment because it's so painful. Again, this is not the pangs of death. This is cool. Like I said, pangs of death will happen to righteous people and wicked at the same time. It doesn't matter. Now, what I'm saying is that there will be an extra punish. This is punishment now. This is a true punishment. That your soul, the angels will start beating, literally actually beating your soul to force it to come out. They're not trying to torture you for the sake of torturing you. They're just trying to beat your soul so it will agree to come out because it doesn't want to come out. And the scholars mentioned something very interesting. Uh, about the soul refusing, of the wicked refusing to leave the body It's Number one, the soul is afraid because of of a few things and That's what they're saying Number one, it's afraid of the looks of the angels And number two, it's afraid of meeting Allah Because it knows it's wicked The soul knows 100% that you're wicked So the soul will be scared and terrified of meeting Allah Because now it knows that this is it There's no turning back It's already too late And another reason That the soul wouldn't want to come out Is that because it's holding on to this life It doesn't want to see the hereafter And that tells a lot about a human being People who are holding on to this life Like I said Life is You can live it In a halal way, no problem But holding on to it Feeling like this is the end all No And that's what the soul of the wicked will feel like Okay, I want to hold on to this life and that shows you the level of faith So eventually they will beat Literally they will beat that soul out And look at the Prophet Oh my God The Prophet Salam described this It's Ya Allah May Allah have mercy on us And not make us from those people The, the Prophet said The soul of the wicked will exit By the way This whole process is a long hadith Authentic hadith by the Prophet Salam. Just to let you know this is not taken from different opinions. and No, no, no. The difference of opinion is regarding, is the angel of death multiple ones or just one. But that has nothing to do with the process, right? So the process all comes to us from one hadith, a long hadith by the Prophet wasallam. So he's telling us, the soul of the wicked will exit the body, look at this, like an iron comb pulled through a wet wool. Imagine this picture. This is literally the, 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 the translation of the Arabic that, that the Prophet ﷺ said. An iron comb. You know, when you have a comb and you put that comb through a wet wool and you pull, and it's difficult to pull, and you're trying to pull it out. Imagine this this with me, right? It will be very difficult and at the same time very painful to the deceased, right? And it's just a very difficult and a painful process. It's it's basically that's what it means. You know, it does not want to doesn't want to meet Allah. So scared of meeting Allah. But of course, the angels of punishment will keep beating it, beating it to weaken it, so it will stop resisting. And eventually the soul like Wallahi, if you can imagine the scenario, it's it's terrifying. It's like a horror movie. And this is not because of the angels, this is not because of this because of you and how you lived your life. So now you get to basically see the result of that, you know, th- those choices that you made. Now, once this happens, right, the soul will be shrouded. Again, they will force it out of your body, and then it will be shrouded in, you know, the shroud from 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 hellfire. Then it will be taking up again to the heavens because you it has to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And then on the way up, look at the opposite now. The angels, throughout you know, like the journey in in, in multiple heavens and the different heavens, will ask, "Who is this? Who does this evil soul be belong to?" And of course, the angels will respond, "This is so, the son of so, or the daughter of so," and they will call you by the worst names that you were ever called by, some wicked names, sinful names, like nicknames that you were called by. For example, Abuja. Abu Jahl, the the greatest enemy of the Prophet ﷺ. The word Abu Jahl is literally a nickname that was given to him because of what? His ignorance. Abu Jahl means the father of ignorance. Abu Jahl. So stuff like that. Then once the angels find out that your soul is like really evil, the gates of the heavens, of the skies, will shut, will be shut and your soul won't be able to pass. So, remember, for the righteous, the soul went to the seventh heaven. This, you won't even get there. Then Allah will speak to those who are carrying, to the angels you know, of, of punishment who are carrying your soul. Allah will say, write their name among the ranks of the wicked. Sijin. By the way, Aliyeen and Sijin are both mentioned in the Quran. You know, in the chapter of Mutaffifin. Verse number 18, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said what? Basically Allah is saying, write their names in the book of Aliyin to the righteous, we're talking about the righteous now. You know, the, the ones that actually were able to reach the seventh heaven with the souls. Write them in the highest ranks. The word Ali, Ali means high, the highest rank. Put them in the highest ranks Of the righteous Look at this Look at the opposite now Happening with the wicked In the chapter of Mutaffifin, Also Verse number 7 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said what? كَلَّا إِنَّ كِتَابَ الْفُجَّارِ لَفِي سِجِّينَ mean the wicked Those who committed injustices Those who were bad Muslims And were evil Put their names in Sijin The worst With the ranks of the wicked Subhanallah so, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes in the book of Aliyin the names of the righteous and then writes the names of the wicked in the book of Sidjin or the book of the wicked, basically. And look at this Allah will command the angels to slam your soul into your body after you're buried. You know, unlike accompanying your soul, gently taking it, like if you're righteous, to your body in the grave. No, slam it. Painfully Into your body Then once your body again You will hear the same thing When people are leaving And also you will be uh, Resurrected in the world of barzakh To answer the three questions That we talked about And then to start or the begin The trial of the grave Now you might think that Okay the righteous will have A very easy going trial in the grave Right And the wicked will have A very difficult one As a matter of fact Both will have difficult ones and we'll talk about that inshallah, in in the next episode. So to recap, uh, the the righteous will have very pleasant company by the angels, the angels of the of mercy, and will will be pleasantly uh, you know talked to by the angel of death, and it will be for the for the most part a very smooth uh, you know process. Again, you will be fearing death maybe in the beginning. The angels will come and talk to you and show you. So it will be inshallah pleasant. Experience But for the wicked It's the opposite Right Dark faced angels Very scary looking Literally scary looking The Prophet ﷺ said Like the, there's fear That when you So Like imagine You looking at angels With fear Angels are known To be pure beings That were created By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So when you look at them And you are Afraid of them You're scared of them That means you're not A good person So again the angel of death will come to you and won't be a pleasant experience and he will be scary looking himself and they will beat your soul out of your body because your soul won't want to leave your body. And yeah, then both souls will meet Allah. One will be sent gently and written in the book of Aliyyin, the book of the righteous and one will be slammed into their bodies and after, you know, being written in the book of Sujin, which is, know the book of the wicked basically and but both will still have to go through the trial of the grave which won't be an easy trial even for the righteous and we'll talk about that inshallah next time thank you so much for listening was wa rahmatullahi warahmatullahi wabarakatuh